The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? America, you've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. Thank God. Thank God. Can you hear me there? Okay. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Because lower that music a little bit. Where are you rock stars? These kids. Kids today. All they want to do is rock out. All they want to do is rock out. But thank God it's Friday because... Um, it's been a long week. It's been a long, long week. Rock out of Oh, yeah. That's that. Uh, you know, good morning, folks. It is Friday, April 28th, 2023. Great to have you here, as always. Been messing with the setup, and I think I screwed some things up because I was trying to rectify a situation that Craig Johnson let me know about yesterday, which was that there was an echo coming through on the radio side, which I don't like. And now it seems I have screwed some stuff up where um, I think the echo is gone. I can't check while I'm doing this because that will create an echo and a feedback loop. Um, But I think the echo is gone, but I I think also uh, the StreamYard feed, the other side, not my voice, the the rest of it is not coming through. We'll get it worked out over the weekend. I promise you, Monday morning you'll have a pristine radio side of it, and the uh, this side will be just as shitty as it always is. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't have a guest today. I thought about uh, running or rerunning a rerun um, of the uh, Henry Phillips interview I did last Tuesday night as a bogus coffee with the dog morning show but then thought uh nah that's what i thought nah and nah seems to be the uh, way to go here anyway so i'm here i don't know uh why i'm here but i am here and there's not a whole lot to talk about except well um i don't know if you're uh 
you care about any of this. First of all, I think the world has gone totally melodramatic, crazy, and stupid. Uh, Crystal Ball, which curse her fucking parents for naming her that. Crystal Ball. I wonder if she could see the future. Um, She tweeted something this morning about Biden not participating in event uh, in debates we need to assess his uh, ability to continue on with the job no we don't we don't need to assess we know he's too old for the job what do you mean assess you mean you know expose or illuminate or the few the five people who don't know he's an alzheimer's patient yet we need to convince them. Like, for what? Oh, the stakes are too high. What the fuck are the stakes? Really, what are the stakes? We've been drifting along in this clusterfuck of humanity trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong for so long. It doesn't matter. And you know what? As much as I despise Trump, he doesn't matter either. Nobody, None of this fucking shit matters. America is not as important as it thinks it is. And there's nothing any one person can do or will do as president of the United States to change the clusterfuck that this roller coaster has no real end except going over a cliff eventually. And I understand if you're a young parent, you're concerned about the future. But someday, you will not be a young parent. You'll be an old geezer like me. And the future will be more and more meaningless as the days of your life become less and less. The stakes are not too high. The stakes are live for today. Enjoy today. Die tonight if you have to. Or try to make it through one more day. I'm so sick of all the melodrama. Oh, my God. God, if Trump becomes president, the world's going to come to an end. Oh, my God, if we let Biden run again and he wins again, what could happen? What could happen? Russia Russia takes over America. China takes over Russia. Who gives a fuck? At the end of the day, I'll still be here in this little box until I die. This little fucking box on streaming nonsense TV. The stakes are not too high, folks. Don't get caught up in all the chicken little running around nonsense that people want you to get. Like, I'm not saying don't care at all. You could participate. But acting like the world's going to come to an end. Now, this particular issue is whether Marianne Williamson or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. should debate Joe Biden. Like, either one of those have a fucking chance of winning against Trump or DeSantis anyway. Marianne Williamson is a kook. Robert F. Kennedy is a similar kook, but a crook. We forget about the Kennedys. People talk, oh, Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, besides the fact that he's an anti-vax kook, conspiratorial kook, 
I'm using the word kook a lot here today. I think I've uh, used up my allotment of kooks today. So I have to find a new word. Google me a new word. Uh, hey, Siri, find me a new word uh, that sounds like, that means the same as kook. Don't talk when I'm talking. Rude. First of all, I like Siri better when she was a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're talking to me now? In the middle of a show, a fucking robot wants to talk to me. Anyway, um, so I don't know if you're... Um, yeah, good morning, Ian. Uh, still, uh, I still haven't heard from Frank, so you're still in the running there. Uh, Frank, if you're listening... We need a good email address to send you your prize of uh, two nights, three days in Austin, Texas, to see Doug Stanhope tape whatever that is going to be. Um, personally, you know, coming back to that for a second, Doug Stanhope is taping two days in a row at Rogan's mothership in Austin, Texas, in May, May 16th and 17th. Monday and Tuesday at noon, I think, well, I don't know who came up with this idea, but I don't, I can't imagine that being the best Doug Stanhope show to see at noon, lunchtime on a Monday and Tuesday. First of all, Monday is a drag just in the name itself, it's a drag. You wake up on Monday morning, uh, okay, I got Doug Stanhope to see at noon today. Yay. Uh, but the crowd is probably not going to be, I don't know, energetically wise, ready to support the taping of a, a special. I just don't see it. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I could be way wrong. I've been way wrong about shit before. I'm prepared to be way wrong about this again. But I, if it were me, I would just go the traditional route and do it at a regular show at night when people are more receptive to comedy. Lunchtime, everybody wants a laugh no matter what time of day it is. But lunchtime on a Monday, first of all, Maybe he's looking for a more sober crowd because nobody's going to start drinking. What the fuck is going on now? Sarah Kumquat? <laughs> uh, people, uh, I'm getting all these weird messages that are being, text messages that are being sent now. Is it, these are all from the radio side. Sarah Kumquat commented. What is, uh, I'll get back to that later. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh we're not, I'm going to tell you this, I'm not doing any more uh, good deeds, con uh, contests, any of this kind of stuff ever again. It's just, it's too much of a headache. And it never, people are always angry in the end, uh, you know, whether the rules or the, the pattern was too confusing for some people or uh, some people think it's just unfair or whatever. And then we have people claiming the prize but giving you a bad email address and then you go buy tickets for them and you can't deliver them and you can't change the name on a, a flight ticket you can cancel it and start all over again it's work 
I didn't sign up for that. Anyway, I'm not doing that anymore. In the Atlantic today, a couple of uh, articles caught my attention. Uh, <laughs> one of them is, I don't want to smell you to get high. Uh, I, w- I don't want to smell you get high. It's about people, <laughs> I didn't smell you to get high. I don't want to smell you get high. That's not a great way to, to say what basically Ron DeSantis said about New York. You can't walk through the streets without it stinking like weed. Now, I I, I get that. When I came out of the Stanhope show uh, last year, around this time, last April, uh, walking through the streets from the Sony Theater to Penn Station, I got a contact buzz without, I mean, the the smell of reefer was so strong in Manhattan that you could get high for free. And people who don't want to get high, I, I understand that, you know, they don't want to deal with uh, people get, getting uh, stoned all the time because then, and they don't like the smell. Now, I actually I happen to like the smell of marijuana. Uh and I think anybody who um, partakes for a long enough time comes around to that, even if you don't like it at first. But imagine you're in the heart of New York City, for example, on the steps of Madison Square Garden. One day, uh, one of the very first things you would notice there, no matter the time of day or the weather, would be the pungent aroma of burning reefer. This would also be the case if you found yourself at the entrance to the Q train in Union Square or at a chessboard in Washington Square Park, or under some scaffolding. Yeah, uh, on and on and on. The city stinks like weed. The city definitely stinks like weed. And it's going to, uh, I think, eventually, once the, I don't know, the newness of it being legal in America, uh, or New York, not legal in America, by the way. Uh, once the newness of it being legal in New York um, subsides, I think it won't be as prevalent. But, hey, you know what? People are free now. People are free to smoke. Smoke them if you got them. And they can't smoke indoors. So outdoors is the only place they can smoke. So it's going to stink. Nobody ever complained about, well, maybe they did, and I just didn't notice, about the smell of tobacco. Uh, just, But tobacco is not as strong as reefer. Hey, you want to deal with the tax benefits and all the, all the um, business that cannabis is creating. And cannabis is creating a lot of business, by the way. I don't know if they're all paying taxes. I think at some point, the cannabis industry, whether here in New York, Oregon, wherever it's legal, is in for a day of reckoning with tax agents from the local state to say, hey, wait a minute. We know you got customers coming in here paying cash only, and you're, you know, you're letting them go without paying any taxes on it and all the benefits. The reason we legalized it in the first place was tax revenue and to create jobs. Well, they are creating jobs. I'll give them that. But I I know for a fact, and I, I, you know, as a cannabis user and somebody who loves it being legal, loves the, the 
not having to drive to the guy's house at night to get a bag that's not necessarily measured and you don't even know the quality of it. Sometimes you're taking it. All that. I like being able to walk into a store and say, give me the good shit. And the guy gives me the good shit. I love that. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm not trying to uh, tear down the cannabis industry, but you got to start paying taxes or they're going to reverse this shit. And I'm going to have to find a new guy and have to drive 40 miles to catch a bus. And I, or 50 miles to catch a bus or 100 miles. Whatever it is, I don't want to go. I want to go to a guy around the corner and just walk in the store and say, give me the good shit. Speaking of the good shit, Carl's here. Carl's, Carl's the good shit. I'm the bad shit. Carl's the good shit. Uh, and Carl is here now. Let's say hi to Carl. Hi, Carl. Good morning, USA. Now, USA is the only place that matters in the universe. You know that, right? America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, why, that's why your sports have things called the World Series. Right. In one country. Well... I think that was invented, the, the term World Series was invented 150 years ago when, I don't know, people who, there were actually people who didn't know other places existed. <laughs> I I shouldn't say that because I think education was probably a little better 120, 150 years ago whenever baseball was invented. Uh, I think it's really bad now. But. I started this morning talking about all the melodrama with about the presidential election in in America is, uh, I think, 18 months away, something like that, mm. 16, 18 months away. And we're already like at melodramatic panic mode because we have two old geezers who are shitting their pants da- daily and need uh, all sorts of Alzheimer's medication and all that kind of stuff just to get through the day. And people are saying the stakes are too high. Like, what are the stakes? I don't know. Well, uh, melodramatic scared that the United States, if we, if Trump or Biden is president next again, the world's going to end. The stakes are too yeah. high. What the fuck? It won't affect anybody. It won't affect anything. We're, we've seen this. We've had Trump. The world didn't fall apart. It was a little bit clusterfuck. We had Biden. The world didn't fall apart. It's a little bit clusterfuck. That's yeah. it. But it's not the end of the world. Or am it's I not, wrong? It, it, it never is. And that, that's that's my true feelings on politics as well. I don't really get involved in it because I know I've seen it here, every kind of thing. And we see it from across your way. But every kind of president, they all do bad things. They all, they all do maybe some good things happen under them. Yeah. People are still alive, you know? Yeah. And I'll still be in this box until I'm dead. Yeah. This is the only place we exist is in boxes on the internet. That's what these people don't know. But yeah, exactly. Two-dimensional uh, entities. And, and I, just, I do feel like, you know, the world is a roller coaster that's built on a cliff, and it actually doesn't have an end. Eventually, or everybody in the roller coaster is just flying over the cliff, and that's the end of it. That's how, that's how the story ends. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do about it, so you might as well just live for today yeah man. If, I agree. You, if you get through today then worry about tomorrow like it's, a, it's about it's a bonus it's a bonus that's it make make your little plans and but yeah mostly day today you can get hit by a car tomorrow you can have a brain aneurysm on the toilet this evening yeah. you found you found a new bar in manchester uh yeah i went out with a friend yesterday they, they i mean there's 650 bars in quite a small area but in the city, there's probably a few hundred. But yeah, I just these little alleyways you find and just popped into something new. So yeah, just went out. I for think a couple you of would days. like Lindenhurst. 
Lindenhurst, New York, has uh, I don't know. I I heard this now. I've never checked. I never did a fact check, but they are very proud of the most bars per capita per square mile, uh, in in this very small town. Interesting. Now they say they're in the Guinness Book of World Records, but that doesn't mean anything. You could pay the Guinness Book. We we found out you could pay. Yeah, well, they pay. pay I could pay Guinness to say I have the largest cock. Could I? How much? How much could I pay Guinness to say? Uh, you'd have to, they'd have to come and they'd have to come and verify it. I think they also have to verify that you're not lying. They do, or, or will sure. enough money just pacify that? Like, well, uh, maybe I, I could send pictures, and which could be photoshopped, which would need yeah. to be photoshopped, obviously, uh, because fifty I feel grand. It will give you. We'll give you five hundred grand today, cash, if you just put this in your book. Right, Matt Napo has the largest cock in the history of humanity. Yeah, can use it on the promos. It's bigger than his entire body. I I have yeah. a six foot one long cock that weighs two hundred and ten pounds. Wow! And yeah, and it's got opposable thumbs as well. But yeah, then nobody will want to touch it anyway. Uh, the other thing, AI is a waste of time. This is on in the Atlantic today, and I have not mm. read the article, but dazzling technology can make you uh, make us more productive and less productive at the same time. You're kind of a fan of AI, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so is it? Do you see a time a negative to the time? Not to the evil use for it, but I mean, because that's that's pretty obvious. But uh, it being unproductive and time wasting for us. No, it's time efficient. I would think so. That's this. It's, it's severely time. You can, you can. Be, some people will be able to work three full time jobs with it before people catch on. You don't even have to tell people above you. You know, yeah. developers, yeah. coders, that marketers. You can just get it to do your work. Now, yesterday I saw a thing on Twitter. Uh, it was uh, from, I think it was that Dateline dude, the guy who used to catch pre- uh, pervo pervert predator catch a predator guy right, but he yeah, had a, his name. he had a woman on there who got a call from her daughter saying she was uh kidnapped please and they're holding me ransom and they need this much money and she was like devastated but it wasn't her daughter it was a voice clone of her daughter mm. and they were talking right. about it. and the guy who uh, the expert they brought on said he has a voice changer AI thing that he pays $5 a month for that basically it will go out to the internet, find the person, find samples of them talking on some video, yeah. and then match any you know anything you type, type in there will match for. Now, he said $5 a month. That's the part I'm taking exception with because the, the song I did cost me $1,500. Uh, I, I, I'm admitting to being a fool here, but it was I was experimenting with it. But to do a singing thing, for a three-minute song, cost me fifteen hundred dollars. He's saying five dollars a month. I think that's yeah. I, 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 well, I don't know. I mean, the like the the text, the chatbot is twenty dollars a month for the new generation of it, and the art programs are normally around twenty thirty a month, depending on what you're spending, how much server time you're using. There's probably one cheaper than fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's um someone has created an AI oasis called AIsis, right? And they've uh, they've done a whole album, a whole lost album, and it's a band that's made the music, I think. But they've got the vocals through AI, and they've done you know a ten track lost album that's fake, but it sounds great. I've listened to one of the songs. Very cool. I I yeah. want to hear it now. I'll dig it out. Yeah. I yeah. Well, to I, the whole thing, but 
the reason I was looking for it, I wanted to get people, super celebrities, A-list celebrities, to do uh, ID tags for Mind Dog Radio. This is this is Morgan Freeman. You're listening to Mind Dog yeah. Radio. You know, I probably end up getting sued for that because well, maybe I, maybe don't say the name. Maybe don't say this is Morgan Freeman. Maybe they'll recognize the voice, right? It's probably yeah. one of the most famous voices in the world. Oh yeah, and then you just and then I can't changer. get sued. You think? Are you my lawyer? Can I'm your lawyer, um, and that that's fine. Just send them to me. Send the emails to me. Okay. No, I, I, you know, but then I was looking for five hours, and it's like there's nothing here for five dollars that even comes clo- yeah, close. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look in. I'll look into it. I haven't looked into the music side yet, but I'll, I might be able to find one. I've saved loads of Twitter threads from people posting big long. Yeah, I'm not even interested at this point. And I, I got the music thing down. I basically know that if I want to pay enough money, I can do a song with my voice changed through AI or I can get, like, if I wanted Taylor Swift to sing one of my songs using this thing for enough money. But the ID calls and the celebrity ID calls, because, I, you know, first of all, I'm bashful to ask anybody who's been on the show. <laughs> go back and say hey listen i know you were on my show three years ago yeah. could you do an id for me like fuck yeah. you mind dog i got three listeners out of you and none of them came to see my shows. why would i why would i do you a favor mind dog you're not even a mind dog you're not even a mind or a dog how dare or tv you? Oh, oh, i am a tv uh, but not in the sense of television trans um I uh yeah, and the other thing I, I wanted—I'm out of things to talk about here today, except the have, Stephen Crowder. You know Stephen Crowder? Yeah, brief. I mean, I, I, when he popped up years ago, I, yeah, but I didn't really pay much attention beyond the beyond the change my mind meme. He's uh, his, it's funny because people have been saying for years he dress he makes fun of trans people way too often mm-hmm. for it to not to have, be a closeted. Like he enjoys dressing in drag, and he's one of these guys on the far right who is now like his hair is on fire because he's a- angry at the trans world and beer cans and whatnot. But he he's got at least no no exaggeration two hundred clips of him in drag doing all sorts of kind of womanly things. Then he announced the other day that he was getting a divorce and all this stuff, and uh, like. Why now? Everybody knew about this. It was called Candace Owens uh, out for extorting him over it, whatever. But everybody was speculating that there's more to this story. He's not. It's not just about his divorce. Why is he being all? Everybody gets divorced. It's not. You know, no reason to get melodramatic about that. And um, so they released a tape yesterday of him. They released. They showed a, uh, a tape of him really abusing his pregnant wife, like being mm. verbally abusive to her. And he's laying there on the couch and like looking slovenly, smoking a cigar, laying back. And he's yeah. like telling her, "Watch it! Don't talk to me like that. You need to be respectful of your man and do and keep her." And then he's angry that the state will allow her to get a divorce without his consent. And yeah. so, but then this morning. They released a full longer version, and it occurred to me that they didn't release anything. She released it. The wife. Yeah, that makes that makes the most sense. Yeah, that that would be. There's only yeah. two people who've got access to that. Their, their lawyers, maybe her yeah. and him, right? It's their right. home CCTV. Yeah, so maybe her divorce lawyer. If I'm being totally fair, maybe her divorce yeah, maybe, lawyer maybe. did it. Well, maybe she was advised to do it. You know, get the get the public yeah. opinion on side. But it's a ring cam. You know, those doorbell cams. Those yes, yeah. only people who own that house 
had access to that. So she definitely, but it's funny. It's pretty funny to see uh, him, you know, he went from having 8 uh, million followers on YouTube to ban from YouTube to go over to uh, Rumble where he's got 1.2. And as soon as the, all this stuff started coming out, now he's got numbers around my numbers. And it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I is that is that bad of me to to laugh at his uh, pain? Probably is. No, no, I don't know. Are you back? Is your back? Um, you say you you're a. What'd you say about drinking? You're a. You drinking spurts? Is that what you said? No. We lost your. We lost your volume. Fucking. Oh, we heard that. Oh, can you hear me now? In low. I'll send you a new mic. Hold on. It's on its way. No, we can't hear you. You're you're gone. Call is gone. Now keep. It's a little breaking up. You got a loose wire. You got a a loose wire in your nuts. Uh, A loose nut in your wire. This is this microphone, so it shouldn't be loose. Yeah, that's better. Going wrong. Yeah. It's cleaner. It could be a little louder. Can it be a little louder? Let me find out. Let's keep work. Let's keep working on that in front of the scenes. That's good. That's fine. That's yeah. Yeah. So what do you got planned? What do you got planned? You got anything planned? What happened? You just did you mess with something? You're messing with something. Don't mess with stuff. I'm gonna have to do this. Oh, let's do this. Oh. Hey. I can make my volume louder here. Here. Yes. Hi, yeah. hello, hi, hello. Oh, look at that! Look at that, everybody. There. There's a big delay from there. No wonder Craig was hearing echo on the radio side because I was using both computers there and this one over here to feed the radio side. So he's probably getting this one and that one, and they're a little bit delayed yeah. and off. Uh, Agreed. That's that's what I think as well. Yeah, I, I do want to do some multi-camera stuff at some point, but stream streamyards. Yeah, I've not tried it on Streamyard. <clears throat> Everybody's but, uh, coming out with these new streaming services to enhance your stream stuff, like Streamyard, but with more features. Yeah, it, it's a competitive field now, and uh, I don't want to have to keep changing. I want to get used to something. But if there's something better, I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, there's a couple of other ones. I can't remember. I think I think Restream, and there's another one as well that I've seen some channels use, and you can you can um, optimize them quite well. I think but. Melon and Flu- uh, Fluid or something like that. Fluid. I, I found out about last night. There's a whole bunch of them coming out now, and I'm getting offers all all the time about them. Uh, but coming back to your drinking thing, you're uh, you're back you're back on the or off the wagon on the way. I don't know how you're, you're on, drink- on the wagon is not on the wagon is not drinking. No, I just took I just took a few weeks off. I just took three weeks off. I do it. I'm going to do it regularly. I want to get by the end of the year a certain percentage of not drinking. So many right. days. I've got a fucking spreadsheet. But <laughs> now I, I I believe me, I am not judgmental in any way. I, everybody's got their own things. But <laughs> and listen, drinking, it, it, you're not an angry drunk. Well, it, unless it's Ken Harris uh, or or some other dead-eyed cunt uh, that pisses you off. You're not an angry drunk. You're a fun drunk, oh, really? uh, a happy. Yeah, drunk. hopefully. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't have any judgment against that. But when you piss down your own leg and want to sleep in it. I have to say, maybe, maybe. Well, that wasn't. No, I was sober. That that wasn't drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that. And it wasn't pissing the bed. I pissed. I went for a piss as normal, 
tucked it back in, and then I got some drippage, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to." Oh uh, yeah, no, I, that's, I'm that's with you on that. I'm totally. Yeah, you just, yeah I I'm now I'm that. vote for Carl. Carl is Carl's on the. Thank you very much. Me, me for count. president. Let me drink. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm in a drinking phase again now. I thought you were laying in bed, felt piss in your leg, and ha- and decided instead oh, of no, taking no, care no. of the piss, I'm, I'm going to tweet about no, it. No, no, no. I'm going to get. My I've piss. never, I've never pissed the bed. I've never pissed the bed in all my years of thousands of times of drinking. I've never pissed the bed. Wow, good for I'm you, good boy. Yeah, when that starts happening, I might quit. I, uh, I have a thing where if I'm on the road too long and i it has been a while but if i'm away from home for too long i i end up suddenly pissing the bed it's like what the fuck happened like i don't know it's maybe it's a different place and i and i in my dreams i know what's happening it's like the trigger to wake up it's like I've been close yeah i've been close in dreams like really thinking about needing to pee in a dream and then waking up and it, it's close you know, yeah. to get to the toilet but yeah different right. place can affect you know? So good. So so you're not peeing the bed because you're drunk. No. You're peeing your leg because you missed. That's fine. That happens. Well, you, not missed, but I just didn't. Uh, yeah, it just dribbles. Yeah. You get a dribble. So, yeah. You know what will happen? And this is, this is a cautionary tale for, for people with penises. If you have a long pubic hair that will wrap in front of your dick hole and you pee, <laughs> it could cause water and piss to go in many directions i've got my, my i've got like three streams anyway i swear there's three <laughs> fucking holes every time it's just <laughs> Carl, three streams that's it that yeah. should be your, your, your name uh you I brought up oasis i gotta tell you about this noel gallagher hmm. is bringing his band to my neighborhood oh really yes and i have an inn at the venue to get backstage Go do it. Pretty exciting, right? Yeah. You think he'll talk to me? I've no idea. Yeah. Well, he's a ni- I think he's a nice guy, but also, you know. Yeah, especially he might in not that be. I'm doing a show. It's not like if if I saw him someplace else and asked him if I could get a few words from him. It's like in the middle of a show, right? So, yeah. Or at the end of a show or before a show. So he's probably not going to want to talk to me. But I'm gonna, definitely going to make it. It's, so it. in July, early July, you'll be here. Uh, also, yeah, I'm I'm seeing him in August here, right here. Ah, and what's the name of his new band? It's something really silly, right? Uh, High Flying Birds. High Flying Birds. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, also, the day after him is Manchester Orchestra, who's never been to Manchester, I believe. Uh, it's a, and it's it's not an orchestra. It's a guy. Do you know about Manchester Orchestra? No, I, I know I know that there's a local orchestra. I didn't know there was a man called Manchester Orchestra. Maybe I should have known that. It man, well, it's a guy. One guy who calls himself Manchester Orchestra. Well, I think actually the the guy I'm trying to see today, but I might have to just rock up and see if I can get in for a signing thing. It's uh, called Reverend and the Makers, but I think it's just one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> See, when I had the um, Rock the Cash Bar uh, people on, we, we started to touch on these things, how when I, when I was 11 years old in uh, tw- uh, seventh grade, I got beat up by a girl <laughs> for thinking Alice Cooper was a woman. Uh, and all, <laughs> all, all these bands that in Leonard Skinner for years, people thought it was a guy named Leonard Skinner. Uh, Violent, uh, Brad, uh, 
Ben, I'm sorry. Ben said the other day he thought violent femmes were actually two women who just like beating up, beating each other up and all, you know. So what did they think the Beatles were? That's a good one. Crickets. Well, Beatles were named they took their name from Buddy Holly and the Crickets, right? I, no, but <laughs> yeah, I get your point. Yeah, it's a little silly to take band names literally. But bare naked ladies, I thought until even after I heard them, it's like bare naked ladies. Are they ladies? No, I, I just know the I just know the one song that talks about the X Files, so I just knew that one. Really? Yeah. Wow, you don't know bare well, naked. I knew there were men. I know they are, but they over here. It was one hit, and that was wow. Like, one wait, one week is that the one? Is it... One week, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one that it was just on the radio all summer one year. I hate uh, that song. That's their worst song. They're, they're really good. You know, but... it's over. It's overplayed. I still like it because I just like the lines about the X Files and the smoking man. You know. Oh yeah, and is that there is a a politically incorrect line in there that I I thought of the other night because I was contacting Stephen Page who was uh, one of the the, the two main founders, lead singers, uh, and songwriters for the group. He might be on the the program soon, but I was contacting him and I was going through their catalog and I thought about one week. And I said, well, that would never make it on the radio today because of this line. And now I can't remember what the line was. Well, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, looking, uh, I'm looking through the lyrics now. I can't see anything that stands Something up. Something about the Chinese, long... Chinese chicken? No. Oh, chickity China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick, but your brain stops ticking, right? <laughs> China. I don't know. Just, chi- just saying Chinese could get you in trouble. I don't know. Chinese. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as you think. I think Chickity China, is that a chain in the US? I've no idea. Yeah. But I guess uh, if you're doing the accent, you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're a Canada band, by the way. But um, Canada. You know, I was thinking that now UK uh, can can probably take, uh, take umbrage with this. Canada has a. Uh, are you getting a call? Put them through. Um, Hello. Great musicians per capita based on population. Uh, and they're all subjects of the Queen, or King now. <laughs> uh, the UK, Canada, and Australia are in a tight competition for best music, uh, best a, a quantity of music per capita. That's interesting because, yeah, because Australia, they're both pretty sparse countries, right? Right, Canada and Australia. There's not most of the land is empty. I think they're all about the same. I mean, Australia has 18 million people. I think the UK has 18 million people, right? No, we got we got about we've got about 65. Oh, 65 million. Oh, yeah. so that's in a oh. in a small space. Whereas Australia's got a huge amount of land, but like five cities. Right, they're like the same as Florida, towns. I think. But Canada, I don't even know what the population of Canada is. But I gotta think Look right now. Yeah, the because t- so you talk about land, I gotta think like. You know, 38 million 38 48 mm-hmm. uh, 38 well yeah so that's not a lot for all the great acts that come out of canada they blow when we're talking about people who think the united states is everything and anything in the world they blow america away with the number of quality you know music yeah i mean you've got what three 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 hundred and sixty million yeah if you've got yeah so <laughs> it mean but what yeah statistically america is untalented we, we suck <laughs> statistically you're still going to get the outliers you've still got great great things right um and arguably a lot of the best movies have come from america arguably 
but I think there's been uh, a lot of good movies and art, that kind of stuff. But I, I think America gave the world the blues, which is the heart of rock and roll. But after that, we stopped trying. <laughs> Okay, we're done. We we came up with, and we didn't even really do that. Slaves. From it, is it? It is interesting per capita because you've probably got a lot of good musicians, but then I mean a lot of good bands as well. But, but with a population of three hundred million or whatever you've had through the years, that'd be interesting to yeah. track that. You still got a guitar? No, I haven't had one for a while, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get one again. I'm Are you the only playing. person in the UK who does not have one? I'm the only. I'm probably the only person in Manchester without a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, in the center of Music Central right here. I think the world has a overpopulation of guitars. I really do. Maybe. maybe. Uh, Mike Vanderveen w- was on yesterday. You know, he's not like a full-time musician. I asked him how many guitars he has. He's six. How many do you play? One. It's like. Uh, well, I every- always wanted. I always wanted ten. You know, you want one of everything, right? But I got to the point where I had three, and I ended up selling two of them and the other one i just didn't play for a while and i'd run out of money so i sold i sold the last one uh but i, I wanted like i wanted a les paul but these were epiphones as well i couldn't afford a gibson at the time uh, uh, les paul a 355 semi-acoustic thing and an acoustic electric acoustic they're the three that i had i wanted uh i don't think i ever wanted a v <laughs> a flying v oh yeah i much. never <laughs> me neither i for some reason that guitar repulses me. It really does. It's like, ew. Uh, and you can't sit with it ever. I mean, I, maybe you can. I like, but... I liked, I like the look of um, some Telecasters look really nice. There's yeah. some nice covers they got on those. I love it. I like a Tele. You know, yeah. uh, over here, there's this whole Telecaster purist movement where they, it is the only guitar that a lot of guys will play. But and, isn't, there, isn't there a purist movement for everything? There's definitely Strat guys. And there's definitely... They're great. They're good guitars, but there's definitely the one. This is all you have to play. This you only need to buy Fender, even. Right, but I don't see the the kind of maybe I should look whether there's like Stratocaster and Les Paul um, societies, but there is definitely a te- Telecaster society where people just you know put the Telecaster on an altar and and bow down to it and pray to it. Yeah, like but they're, they're, aren't they also Les Paul? There's a crazy Les Paul community, right? Maybe there is. I don't know. I got to look. But uh, on your note, Epiphones are better than Gibsons now. Uh, And and that's uh, probably going to get some hate mail coming in. But it's an absolute fact. The quality control of the Epiphones. First of all, they're the same company. Uh, Gibson. Yeah, uh, they just use cheaper parts, right? So they just use cheaper humbuckers, like for a Les Paul and cheaper electronics. So you can tell that it's like more plasticky knobs, that kind of stuff. But the standards are pretty good for everything. Yeah, and the quality control, because Gibson's coming out of the factory right now, every single one has a problem. If you buy a new Gibson, you get it and you're like, it needs to be set up. It needs to have things changed. They're cheaping out on hardware. All that kind of stuff, quality control. They fucking shouldn't for the price you're pay, paying for those things. Right. You can get an Epiphone for five hundred, right? You might you might pay two, three grand for. Plus, you you know you can buy older Gibsons for like twenty grand. You know, nineteen fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Unique uh, thing, but there's a really cool guitar shop that I found in the Northern Court here. I'm going to go in there. They've got some really nice stuff. Yeah, I'm interested. But I'm, yeah. I'm just going to get some cheapies first. So five times the price. Just for the name on the headstock is really what what you're paying, and because uh, you, you can also you can also um, get an Epiphone and change out all the stuff. You can put higher quality humbuckers in them, oh, and it, for like a couple of hundred dollars. 
You got stuck doing this. I was going to put take, take, take my penis out. Put a little penis in there, yeah. Put the yeah. little penis in there, yeah. Can I measure? That's about, that's about it for me, folks. I'm kidding. And that, but okay. that might be something I do. If I get into it, if I get into guitars again, which I think I might one day, I might do stuff like that, just butcher... Uh, next next time like, you come over here, you're leaving not with a beat up old laptop, but with a beat up old guitar. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay the extra luggage. I'll take a guitar for you. Shannon's oh, yeah. boyfriend actually. Shannon's, Shannon something's boyfriend. Uh, he's got a few little businesses because he doesn't like real jobs. But one of his stuff, he refurbs guitars. So he'll get he'll get a piece of shit like child's guitar and put like decent electronics in it and make a really nice cover and. He plays this child's guitar on stage, it's just, but it, people are expecting it to sound shit, but he's done so much work on it that it sounds amazing. Right. You know, that that was something uh, I was, uh, I started a war over on social media about 10 years ago because there was this big argument about guys who swear they can tell on a record what guitar somebody's playing. Oh, I, that's a Les Paul. I could, uh, I know the sound. Uh, that's a Telecaster. I know the sound. And well, it's I, harder now with uh, with mods and stuff, right? Right. You can be playing. You can be playing a piece of shit, but put it through oh, your a mod always, that's making it sound like a Les Paul. Yeah, and amp settings, tone controls. Even if you go back to the seventies, when things were all just tubes and and transistors or whatever, settings make a big difference, and they can fuck with your ear. So I always said. You know what? The wood doesn't matter on a guitar, uh, and that caused you know guitar purists like why do you you what why would they bother cutting all this wood like a Les Paul and a, and a te, uh, Telecaster or Strat? Why would they bother if the wood doesn't matter? I said I don't know, but it doesn't, and we can do a sound test, a like a, a Coke Pepsi blindfold test. I go in the studio. I'll have a guitar player go in the in the main room and play a riff. And you tell me what guitar is he's on blindfolded. And this guy Joe said, okay. And we got a Telecaster, a Strat, and a Les Paul. And he was getting it, he was like 80% right, getting it right 80% of the time. But then we had a guitar pickup put into <laughs> a microwave oven with a neck on it. And it, it was a microwave oven guitar, and I, I put it in there. And he said, uh, I, "And he was blindfolded." I said, "What what guitar is that?" He said, "That's definitely a Les Paul." I was like, "Wrong! Oh, it's got to be a Telly then." We're in, in the bridge pickup. No, <laughs> open your eyes, take the thing off. I was like, oh, oh, I guess the wood doesn't matter that much. <laughs> if a microwave oven can sound, you can like you you can make almost anything sound good now. I mean, you remember C Six Steve? I don't know if he's still around. Yeah. He was a homeless guy, but he, his main guitar was like a hubcap on a fucking two bits right. of string. Yeah, yeah. But it sounded great with the slide. It sounded fucking amazing. He had such a great tone. Yeah. Uh, Ian brought up baritone ukuleles yesterday. Now, here we have an epidemic of ukulele playing. Do you guys get that? Ukulele people over there? There's a lot. Of, there's a lot. If you go to a guitar shop, there's always a bunch of ukuleles in the window. Right. I don't know yeah, when that happened. Way. When people all of a sudden discovered ukuleles and now it's like that you know but to me well, it's, it's kooky it's, it's a kooky like hipster instrument isn't it it's different to a guitar and it's like look at me i can play the little thing funny because for me you have bagpipes you have banjo and then you have ukulele on the annoyance scale uh, uh ukulele being less you know as you go higher it's less annoying but only slightly less annoying than uh ban tenor banjo 
there's yeah. a there's a girl online that plays uh like rock rock and roll songs on bagpipes she does solos and stuff like guitar solos it's quite interesting but yeah back bagpipes are a grating noise i do like it when i go to scotland because you come out you get out the train station or whatever and they say rah, rah, you hear it for like five minutes oh, I'm, I'm in scotland but then it's annoying yeah that <laughs> You never see the mass shooters going after the bagpipe people. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're going after kids. Why not go after the bagpipe people? That, yeah, you know, and then convinced. nobody would care. Oh, a a group of bagpipe players were gunned down today. All right, good for them. What about panpipes? Oh, you know, panpipes. I have one. Well, there's I a great. There's a great South Park episode where. They, the Peruvian cover band <laughs> artists were keeping giant gerbils inside their dimension and protecting the earth, and that's what their role was. This is a uh, uh, something I fell for. I, uh, I'm not going to do that? it now. But I heard a guy playing it. It was, like, beautiful. And uh, you, you, it, you'd have to do it for a, a lifetime to get any Yeah, sound they've out. learned to do it in a village somewhere in fucking Ecuador. You really have to it? go live in a cave somewhere and just practice it day and night for for your entire life to be able to play one song. What's it? What's it called? Uh, this is called uh, Panpipe, but it was you know what obviously is it is a um, 3D uh, printed you know bastardized pan panpipe that they could sell for five dollars or ten dollars, whatever the fuck I paid online. But they, they call it a panpipe, but it's not a panpipe. It's like I got a saxophone that, that was similar. <laughs> it was just, it looks like a clarinet. It looks like a soprano sax, but it's made out of plastic like this too. But there's a lot of that going on. 3D printed instruments. You got, you into that 3D printing stuff? I mean, I am interested in it. And I was going to think about start doing it at some point as well, but not yet. I've been reading about it. But... My grandson got one for his birthday, and I, it, it was a big one. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about all the implications, all the things you could... Now, it's expensive. The materials are expensive. The, the machine is expensive. It depends, it, depends what, it depends what you do. It's not because you can get you can get a starter machine for like $300, but a better one for $700. Some are enclosed, and it's about the size of the thing, how stable it is. And then what material you use is about 20 30 a roll for the graph, graphite. But there's different... There's different types of material you can use as a resin or something else, and some of those are more expensive. But it depends what you're making. I was thinking of like, you know, like mic stand clips and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You just print a bunch of them and sell them. I wonder, I, I, you know, what what are the limitations on that? Could you, obviously, people have made guns in 3D printers. Yeah. If you know uh, what you're doing, yeah. Could you make a like car or a vehicle? That actually works. have 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 someone done it already? You could you could probably make you could, if you had a big one, you could probably make it in pieces, right? But yeah, I don't know. Interesting, three D printed car. Let's have a look. Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> uh, can a car be three D printed? Um, additive manufacturing follow. Many vehicles are designed partially or entirely using three D tech. Yeah, but they're not printed, right? How much is a 3D printed car? A, a 3D printed hypercar costs $1.7 million. <laughs> but that's uh, a 1,200 a horsepower. Yeah. A little beyond my budget. I kind of... Uh... But in principle, you could do anything. If you can make, if you can print something big enough, like have a big enough platform. 
a or rocket. lots of pieces that can fit together. Yeah. A rocket to the moon, a rocket to Mars. Can we do that? That won't blow you, up. You might need more. You might need more metal. Yeah. Than plastic. I don't know. Yeah. Not a rocket scientist. So yeah, uh, you know, you know about this blue sky thing. Because you, may, may, well, I just mentioned rockets blowing up, and Blue mm. Sky is uh, Jack Dorsey, the guy who used to uh, be the CEO of Twitter. Twitter. He yeah. made a clone on Mastodon of Twitter. It's called Blue Sky. But mm. I'm following him now on Twitter. I'm Musk let him, I guess, be part of that and promote his stuff. I'm surprised by that because that doesn't seem like maybe. It's just temporary because he, he eventually he'll ban them. But like, I think they, they, I think they stepped back. They were banning promotion of other sites, but they quickly changed that. I think because right. they, they realized that it was just ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, Twitter's still the best site, and it's going to remain the best site for many years until until something else happens, which is I don't know when that's going to happen. Why? What makes it the best site? People are it is. on there. We're all and, on it. We're yeah, all on it every day. Nobody wants to jump ship. That's you know. But People. it's because all the other platforms are shit. Mastodon is shit. They're all shitty. They're less usable. I know. I, I signed up for one and never went back. I signed up for Mastodon. I was on it for two days. Yeah, I never and went I was like, back. This is awful. I'm going back to... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's slow and clunky and really hard to... Yeah. Twitter's got its problems and there's a lot of teething problems right now. I don't know what will happen in the future with it, but I still like it. I still use it every day. And I've curated mine to be pretty good. I, I see. I don't see too much shit baggery on there because most of the things I interact with are, are things yeah. that I want to. That's not really my, my concern. Is not problems. what I'm seeing. It's what that nobody's seeing. You know, if I put in like if I put something on there that's promotion. The only reason I used Twitter in the beginning was why I got back on Twitter was to promote this or other or the podcast yeah. and stuff. And, and I don't think anybody beyond my friends are seeing them and the, my first hundred followers are my friends in real life you know people i grew up with people who know me but they aren't even on twitter so people who come to my gigs most for the most part are not on twitter mm. so uh, i'm promoting for for people who can't even if they were wanted they're like they're on facebook away. you're probably more likely to get more luck on facebook right yeah, from a boost a Facebook post or something. I'm not sure any of it works, and this is a discussion I was having with with Henry Phillips. It definitely day. works, but it might not work for you or for me, for us. I don't know, but I've seen I've seen people use it and do well. Do, does it really work though? I mean, for like for Steve Byrne or Doug Stanhope or Erica Roth or any of these people who are on Twitter and they are people actually going to their shows because they have learned about it every, every ticket i buy is from twitter or instagram every, really? almost everything yeah if i because that's where i see stuff i'm like if I, I see a lot of stuff on twitter for uh, music now because i follow a lot of music people on twitter when they're when they're posting stuff or when other people are promoting their stuff like the thing today i found out through twitter i still don't know if i can go because i fucked up the tickets um, That's surprising to me. So I'm dead wrong about this because yeah, I, you honestly most people. I think a lot of, because Twitter's the only place I don't go on any news site. I don't. I don't really use Facebook anyway. Really, no. Um, so Twitter and Instagram are the only place I can possibly see something. No, I see a lot. No, <laughs> they're not the only place. I, I think. I so I think. Well, but it might not work for you with your no, stuff. Like I you understand. said, a lot of people that you sell to might not be on. That I understand, though. and I, I'm I'm fully accepting responsibility for being wrong about this. But 
um, and I fell into the trap of the marketing trap of you are not the customer. Don't think just because you behave a certain way that the public, uh, but the one place that I see where I get all my, most of my information about shows from is email. So you, you mentioned right. all those other platforms. I will agree that Twitter is the only place you will find out about it for you personally. But I get, I get some, I get some, I get some through email, but I'm on, I pay less attention to my email than, than I do Twitter. It's the first thing I switch on. But if, if you got is. an email that said, um, I don't know, uh, Tim Dillon coming to Manchester, you would open yeah, well, it. Like, yeah, yeah, because, I, um, yeah, I do. And I'm on Louis C.K.'s mailing list, uh, on Stan Hope's mailing You know, I found out about Louis Special from his mailing list because he sends an email out and he doesn't have social media, really. Stanhope is the worst email manager, uh, and I know it's not him. It's probably Charlie, one it's somebody who works for him. He sends me. Uh, you should have it demographically or geographically worked out so that you're not wasting emails on people who. I thought possibly. that. I thought that's. I thought that's how it's supposed to work. But yeah, I got. I got one the other day for some dates in Canada or something. Yeah, right, and I got the ones for in Australia. Like, dude, yeah, I that, like. I know that's you. what I got. Yeah. I'm a fan, but I'm not flying 18 hours and paying $5,000 to go see you. It's a way. Yeah, I, I, th I think I've heard them say before that it is supposed to be by your area, by your yeah, state yeah. or whatever. But that, it's, it's obviously not, not working out that way. Uh, but that's where I find out about most of the shows that I'm interested in uh, is through email marketing still. Now, I know a lot of marketers will tell you, email dead whatever it's not it's not it's not dead it's not dead you and you're right I, I i find out about some stuff as well because especially gmail or whatever they know when you've been to a venue you know, they know when i've been to wembley arena so wembley arena will send me an email for 10 years when someone's yeah. on that note i got at least 50 sign up to the rock and 45's email list last night from russia from russian-based emails i don't know if that now well, that's that, that that doesn't sound like very good potential customers does it no but in one night that's a lot for russian emails to get on my list i like what happens like well i guess a bot found your email address or the subscribe right. thing and then yeah yeah but what, do they get the out, what do they get out of it they get put into my my email bucket and then they're going to get spammed from i mean what as a hacker well they they might want your email to spam you oh to send you okay. phishing links or whatever so, so probably... as soon as i send them their first email they take note of that and then they can maybe know. yeah there's they do all kinds of shit you know everyone does it there's lots of those little farms that scour the internet for email addresses and sign yeah. ups and all that stuff Last night, I got a call man is on Twitch notification. I went there and call man was not on. Call man was not on there for long. I went on and played two songs in bed drunk. And then I realized Divinely Cursed, which is old grumpy mama's son, was streaming. So I just canceled mine and went on his. But I was hammered as well. So I played two songs. I played like a Batman theme tune or something else and then stopped. I really want to get on Twitch and do something worthwhile on Twitch rather than something much different than this. My, uh, that yeah. songwriting thing. But I can't, I can't figure, you, you have Twitch figured out, not, not to the extent that uh, Henry Phillips or Brett Brock does as far as, uh, you know, gaining followers and stuff, but you, ha you have it figured out and can do things with it. For me, it's a confusing platform. 
Do you have to be on Streamlabs OBS to, to use it? No, no, I use Streamyard. I, you, you use Streamyard, so I I just Streamyard just to Twitch when I do Twitch, right? So I just connect that. Oh, just to Twitch, okay. Just, yeah, yeah, because if if you once you've gone through the affiliate thing, you can only stream there. Because now what I'll do is stream to Twitch and put a video up on YouTube, or I'll cut it and put it up on YouTube later. But I'll do other things to YouTube as well. Um, like, yeah, if you're going to do something different, don't put it to YouTube. Put it to Twitch and then put the video on YouTube later. That's what that's, that's what my plan to, uh, to do. But yeah. uh, because what, you can get you can is all it's of, easier to get money through Twitch. Basically, you have the same stuff that Brock has running. That's why I asked if you use Streamlabs or OBS. The stuff where those notifications come up in the chat, like uh, so that's just so that's just so that's just from Twitch. So I use Streamyard at the moment. I might switch to Streamlabs, but there's also a Twitch Stream Manager in the in your background. So in there, you can edit. The title, the go live notification, the tags, and all that stuff, and that's where you will see. Streamyard isn't good at pulling some things through into the chat, like channel redeems or points redeems or alerts, that kind of stuff. But you can see that on that other tab. What um, the hell? I can what show. I can show you one day. What the hell is Ian, Ian saying here? I think he's trying to uh, speak English to you. Blind me, fix myself a stream in it. Um, I don't know what that means. He's, uh, fix myself he's being a cockney, stream. I think. Blimey, fix myself a stream, innit? He's uh, hmm. doing that. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but uh, And the other stuff, because I don't know if uh, Brock actually has. Brock has underneath his stuff all sorts. I guess it's in in, in Twitch. I have to look at, at the actual. So with the, with the overlays, because he's using Streamlabs. He set up those overlays and all that kind of stuff. So you can put anything you want. You can there's apps and widgets you can stick on for followers and alerts and last followers or artwork you've got that he has his artwork rotated and that kind of stuff. That's just Windows in basically Streamlabs. And is he, you were there. Did you see it? Does he have two computers running or just one? He run. He's got two computers, but he's got. Um, he runs it from one. And because he has two cameras, so two cameras going into just two like webcams, just two webcams, just two webcams. That's it. It's super basic. He's got two webcams going into USB. Ah. Um, one because you can set up those separate windows, then right? So you can in OBS, it's more you can control it more of what you want, and then then you can put in transitions and all that kind of stuff as well, where you're sort of you know like video editing transitions, I guess, but live. I almost um, bought a bit the bullet, bought the bullet, bit the bullet. Did something with the bullet uh with uh telestream is that what it's called <sighs> i forget now i used to use it i used to use it for live stream all the time it's a uh it's a dedicated video switcher app that we used to use for live streams back when i was in hair designer tv and we did live shows uh hair designer hair tv TV. yeah hair designer tv um but we and it, it is a kind of like a robust video switch. I almost bought the, the bit the bullet to buy that last week, thinking, uh, you know, Streamyard is okay. It is what it is. It's very easy to use. Well, but yeah, I mean, I might I might go with the video switcher for in person stuff, pre record in person stuff with the camera and a little video switcher. You, you know, you can pick them up, and get a little Tascam thing, even a bit of hardware. Yeah, you know, they're not they're not they're not that expensive, but. Uh, now, are you doing any streams today or over the weekend? Yeah, well, actually, time's got away from me. I'm, I want to, um, yeah, I'm going to do a stream in like an hour or so for, for for a couple of hours. And then at the weekend, 
probably Sunday. But again, I'm trying to buy tickets for things, but certain websites are fucking me over right now. So it's tough. I'm going to have to go to places and all this yeah. stuff. But yeah. I got um, tomorrow. I have a nightmare. I have three gigs tomorrow. I have uh, a daytime gig at the brewery, a day drinking gig at three Ooh. to six uh, at West Hampton Beach Brewery. Now, West Hampton Beach is uh, it's uh, a little nose in the air, highbrow. It's rich people now getting prepared for the summer season in the Hamptons. So I'm going to be playing for them while they play board games from three to six tomorrow then i have a seven to ten that is an hour away so as Ooh, soon as that in that gig i you gotta pack up and drive as fast <laughs> as i can like a madman and then i have an uh, 11 to 3 gig on bass Ooh. with the rock band after that so <laughs> life on the road baby <laughs> yeah what you I, wanted that's what you wanted you want to be busy I yeah I would you know I I I question my decision making on doing three two is good it's been a long time since I did three in a day and switching gears from playing two acoustic shows and for to hours playing. as well hours and hours of it what are you doing like nine hours of gig or something yeah, yeah. and then playing bass with a rock That's band uh, is going to be a a complete like switching gears. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, but I'm looking forward to, to doing that because I like playing bass. I, I, I miss oh, playing bass. Yeah. Yeah, I played so, I was in be... one band once and they gave me the fucking bass and I played bass and then I told the singer songwriter that his songs were shit. <laughs> and then I, they never invited me back. That's my only experience being in a band. Were his songs shit or you were just saying that to hurt him? No, 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 no. It was like I just said they're all a bit like Nirvana, do you know what I mean? It's just a quiet bit and a loud bit, you know? Some quiet yeah. chords, and then the distortion pedal comes in. I said, "They're all." That's what I said <laughs> in a pub after like eleven beers, and he, he never invited me back. And then came around to pick the bass up, and never told me that it replaced me. But yeah. Well, Kelly is on Twitter saying, "Finding coffee with the dog was helpful down the bare naked ladies rabbit hole." Now, all these songs that she has listed, um, I'll have to go down the rabbit hole. If I had a million dollars, is a shitty song. Uh, it's Band Naked Ladies' biggest hit before One Week uh, came out. Uh, it's really silly. If I had a million dollars, I would buy you a house. Uh, and it was it was him and Ed going back and forth. If I had a million dollars, I'd do this. If I had a million dollars, I'd do that. It's kind of silly, uh, but that was their biggest hit. I don't like the song personally, but it's irrelevant now because it ends with, if I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. And no, if you had a million dollars today... You'd be middle class. Yeah, but they wrote it in the nineties, surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> million dollars would have gone a little way in the nineties. Yeah, I need the, about one hundred and fifty million. If anyone wants to give me money, I think one hundred and fifty million is my number. That's what I yeah, need. That would be yeah, and you probably just have enough time left in your life to spend it. <laughs> um, oh no, I've got plans. I've got big plans. Oh, you know what? By the time you're my age, they might have um, mortality figured out. And you Maybe, might, yeah, you might be one of the first generation to live forever. Live yeah. forever. That's the plan. That's the plan. Wow. Let uh, me. There's a little thing. There's a video of Oasis re rehearsing in a place called the Boardwalk, and without well, but I'll dox myself completely about where I am because the Boardwalk I can see from my windows. It's on the end of this apartment block, and it's wow. now an office with a media center. 
Wow. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how about, it's got how a about going there? Right? The Can you get in there and like just do like a uh, not like a documentary, but a like a little short piece to say this is where it all started for oasis here i am in this spot like you know like a I, can do some stuff from, I can do some stuff from the outside and but from this window i can see the hacienda and there's if you there's a little youtube documentary about the hacienda and what that was in the 80s and uh yeah there's a lots of little right here there's lots of little history I would dig that. A friend of mine went to uh, Abbey Road Studios uh, a couple of months ago, and he he was like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pinching himself over that. That was that's a, you know, but you know that's where it, cool. <clears throat> yeah, where it all began for Oasis. <laughs> I've, not not everybody's going to be interested in that. Like I know uh, probably it's probably been done, but and um, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of music like fan stuff going around, but but yeah, it's interesting to me. Uh, for you, it might be different over there, but there, there are a lot of anti-Oasis prudes over here. Like they're almost sort of on the same level as Nickelback yeah, to just, a lot of it's just a, a lot it's of just opinion. It's just opinions. A lot of people hate the fucking Beatles. You know, it doesn't matter. Really, there's loads of people. Of course, I know there, there are. are. There are a lot of music stars. I, like, I wouldn't say a lot, but but maybe that's there's just my perspective. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. But there's a lot. Of, so you're always gonna have an opinion of someone who likes this and someone who doesn't like that. There are plenty of people who hate Stanhope. Right, comedy fans will hate it, and there are plenty of people who love it. So it's just like, yeah, but like, I don't know the Nickelback thing. You're, for, you're I think you would agree there is a a rabid there, hatred. There is, them. and I, there is, and I, I kind of bought into it because they were annoying. But then, why though? Why were they annoying? And they still got a lot of fans, and they probably made a lot of decent music over the years as well. I, I think they did Nickelback fan, but it's because they got a bit big. They had two songs that were really. Really big over here. They had the one from the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. You know the other two. I think a lot of some of it has to do with the era they got big with the Oasis too. The era, the time that they got big, uh, it was a very cynical time where people started to hate anybody for success. (laughs) Anybody who was successful and quickly successful in like an overnight way or or a sudden way uh, got a lot of hate, and I think that's part of it. Yeah, there's still music snobbery with it as well. Well, the kind of basic chords, man. Well, yeah, so what? You write a song, then. You write a song that's, that sells 20 million copies. Uh, Ian says, Stanhope's voice is abrasive, takes a minute to get past it, and then you get into his material. You know, it's funny, Doug Stanhope, because I thought about his voice. It wasn't always that, right? Uh, he His voice today, now everybody's voice evolves as they get older, right? But his voice doesn't sound anything like the guy who was introduced by Smokey Robinson uh, in his first television appearance. At that, he was a total different person. You wouldn't think. Well, there's an extra twenty years of smoking cigarettes and drinking, right? That's what's happened to the voice. Okay, yeah, that, and getting that... older and change and change, and it's it's you know. But yeah, people 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 change different. But yeah, I've I've always loved Stan Ope anyway. From the moment I just the first bit I heard, I was like, yeah, yeah, great. But there there are people who. There are people in comedy that don't know who he is, or do you know what I mean? They're like, "Who's who's that?" It's like, yeah. "Well, look into it." No boomers. Uh, well, I shouldn't say no boomers. One boomer, I uh, one boomer friend of mine who is very aware, aware of uh, Doug Stanhope, but most of my boomer friends never even heard of him. Never even, and I have to go through the explanation again. Like you didn't well, no remember six months ago? I I, I explained this uh, about this guy and, and shared some clips. Like they don't, the boomers, 
are stuck on George Collin and Richard Pryor, like they can't get. Yeah, because it was their, it was their, it was their thing. And in, in guess in thirty years' time, there'll be a new person that people like, and a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, it's definitely. uh, But like you know, I feel like you have to at least try. Yeah, if you give up on on new material, new people, new talent. I think yeah, it's 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 dangerous. And I did it for a long time with music. A long time. I was like, I don't like anything past two thousand and two. So fuck off. Right. Wow. It's it's a bad it's a bad habit to get into because there is so much good stuff. There's so much good music around now. And the being into a Larry the Cable guy. Ah, oh, oh, now, now, uh, <laughs> I know it's terrible to, but I'm also getting wise, a little bit wiser. Like you're into what you're into and just fucking love it. And people are going to shit on it. People are going to shit on you for what you like anyway. So just be, if you love Larry, the cable guy, Kevin Hart, go for it. Yeah. That's yeah. It. No, I, 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 I caught myself there. Fan shaming the bean. I'm sorry, bean. I didn't mean to fan shame you, but Larry, the cable guy. Yeah, it comes back from school, doesn't it? So, oh, you like that band, or you you like uh, whatever Green Day? You fucking lose it. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's the same attitude, but adults should we just keep it through our lives? Like, yeah, fan shaming. Yeah, fan shaming. Like, just let people get, like what they like. I get fan shamed now for the, you know, for liking Louis C.K. or for still liking his comedy, and I, I, I yeah, refuse- but by, that that that's by insane people. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or really, really jealous, or really weird open micers are like, well, that's not okay. It's weird because I'm I'm thinking to myself that I refuse to get all personally judgmental about Louis C.K. because there's no way I could ever really know all the uh, people just thinking he's a bad person. And for me, he just doesn't come off as a bad person when I when no. I see no, him. No, in I've, I've, I've I've listened to a lot of interviews with him for like ten years. Yeah. He always just comes across as a well for has he done shitty things? Maybe, but haven't we all? Right. And also, we don't. We don't know. No one really knows what went on. Either way, so just it is what it is. And quite uh, quite early on, I was like, well, I love his comedy, so that's now, now the beat is calling me a doof. Now, if you're gonna call me a doof, you might as well put the us on the end of it. Don't stop it, doof. We don't accept don't abbreviated insults here. It's doof us. Thank you. Uh, I like them at one point. I have guilty pleasures as well. Carl is right. Like what you like. Okay. You just like Carl. You're just taking his side over me. Uh, don't do all. that. Don't do that. Right. Uh, Carl fan club. By the way, you can uh, Last Rights uh, Pod, uh, you can subscribe to that on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, get the merch and all that kind of Indeed. stuff. Indeed. Oh, I need to do a promo for Mind Dog Radio. I keep forgetting to do this. An ID. Uh, I need to yeah. do... Uh, I need to do... I see what I need to do. I need to buy new mics and XLR cables because whatever's going on with this fucking setup needs to go in the bin. But it's... you know, Glenn Wall, I'll come back to Glenn Wall yeah. yesterday tweeted that one thing AI will never be able to do is write a joke. And I was like, dude, that's been going they, on. They, they can write an AI can write a joke now, but they're just really bad jokes. But in five years' time, they might be able to write an entire stand up special that's unique and funny. You don't know. Yeah, uh, but it definitely can write and writes jokes in the style of you can say like write write me a joke in the style of Dane Cook and it'll say, well, yep. first I have to hear Louis C.K.'s act because um, <laughs> it needs to copy. Get it? That's the joke. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, you can put you can put in any uh, comedian. Or... And the, and I, I'll tell you this now: there will be in the next year comics that, that just do AI generated material. I fucking guarantee it. And right. I, I guarantee that someone's going to go down an open mic with something an AI has written. Yeah, you know, yesterday Mike Vanderveen and I were talking, and I real or maybe it was uh, the other day with Jonathan Flanagan. I don't remember now. Uh, I'm talking to Grandpa. I'm Joe Biden. Thank you for voting for me. Um, we were talking about AI and comedy, and I was like, "Yeah, AI could write a joke, but you can never em- envision a time where people are sitting in a comedy club listening to a robot tell jokes." And then I remembered at five years old, going to Disneyland in Anaheim, California, and sitting there for an hour while Abe Lincoln read the Gettysburg Address to me and believed it was real completely. I mean, totally. Now, as a five-year-old, but even my parents were, like, aghast at how real Abe Lincoln was then. So I could see now, if I think about that, Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in the next 10 years, but I could see definitely a time in the future where we'll be entertained by robots. We were intent- yeah. entertained by uh, robots 50 you, years you'll have a You'll have a helmet on, you'll be in virtual reality, and everything will be created by an AI, everything. All your wow. entertainment, jokes, TV shows, movies. I'm almost grateful exist. to be dead for it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a weird one. Yeah, I have a tough time just with Marvel movies and these these movies that are overdone with effects and 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 CGI. Oh, is Evil Land being home, Evil Land being homophobic over here. No, this is just a stripy mini. It's just a stripy mini. But yeah, it is in rain, rainbow colors there. And the bowl on the shelf is a Moroccan lamp. And uh, one last thing I wanted to discuss before uh, I say goodbye for today: I found a new comedy club here on Long Island that I did not know existed. Interesting. Yeah, you know why I didn't know it existed? Because it's for the fucking rich people on the East End. It's called Sticks and Stones Comedy. It's in Southampton. Southampton is uh, Southampton is where all the the richest of the rich in in uh, Stan and Co. Yeah, where Hollywood people have their summer home that costs twenty five million dollars for their house. And they don't. They don't. And they don't really go there much. Yeah, they go um, there. Yeah. Two months uh, Sticks and stones, so Eddie Peppertone. Uh, yeah, Eddie. That's how I found out about it. I got an email from Eddie, yeah. Eddie Peppertone saying he was going playing there. I was like, Sticks and Stones Comedy Club, New York, Long Island, where the? And then I, I did some research on it. I sent them an email asking if I could promote some of their uh, their people, get them on here. Uh, I would love to get Eddie Peppertone on. This is who I'm working on now, in case anybody wants to help. <laughs> Eddie Peppertone and Kyle Canaan. Those are the two people I, I really want to talk to now. Start uh, start working, start treating them right, like you yeah. did with Erica Rhodes. You know, start sneaking in there and going, "Hi, love you." And well, I have a sort of you. an in with JT. You know, not like I'm buddies with JT, but I, I have a friendly uh, relationship with J- JT that I could say, "Can you mention me to to uh, Eddie Peppertone?" David Tell is still on top of my wish list, but you know, that's like wishing Jesus would come and and it's not going to happen. <laughs> Well, maybe right. maybe if you just walk past the comedy seller on a Tuesday and just have a secret mic going, so hey, Dave. Yeah. The, the interview might be like, hey. Yeah. And then, you know, but you could do it. Ian says, uh, Kanan seems busy. Uh, I don't know. I know he's got a new special out, but he took off like 
two years to do nothing like during the pandemic like oh maybe i'm i'm just wrong about that but i it seemed to me that he did took it anyway i'm not hopeful I but i i shouldn't say i'm not hopeful i'm not i'm not expecting it but i'm gonna keep trying i mean i definitely want to I've been emboldened by some people who've said yes lately that I'm thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe I could, the more, and and maybe this uh, makes sense, maybe it doesn't. The more I get good people on, the more likely I am to get good people on. Because a lot, mm -hmm. once Erica came on, I got like five emails from comics who said, oh, I love Erica, can I be on your show? I got one this morning, right before, uh, I saw Erica Rhodes on your show. I would love to do your show too. Um, and they claim to like be friends with her. They probably met her like I did backstage one time, got a hug, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, like we're best friends. But uh, so the more I get good people on, the more chances I can get good people on. Not that Indeed, I date, yep. Not that the people I have, in, have on are not good people. They, uh, you know what I'm saying? They're not stars. Um, we're all pieces of shit. You should go um, get good people on. I, I love the people who've been on, but they're not name, you know, name recognition people. That, that's how I put it. Yeah, if you, it's, it's good. You once you get once you get a few people on that you, that people know, it kind of will grow and all that stuff. I need to follow up on a lot of a lot of admin that I did two weeks ago and get some guests booked in again. But I'm just, I'm slow with it. I don't know why I'm so slow. Well, it seemed because yeah. you put HTML day in one of your tweets the other day and i was like are you mm. go are you building a website old-fashioned writing code i was i'm building a website by writing code yeah why there's so many off the shelf like yeah but i looked and... i looked i looked at it but you know i'll have to pay squarespace 12 12 dollars a month and they'll own the domain so if i if i just build my own which i've done it's almost ready wordpress then... you don't have to pay anything for and yeah, but I kind of wanted to do it myself as well. It's not the best looking thing. I need to do some image stuff, but I've, I've got the menu working. I've got the I've got a little ticket thing. I've got yeah, it's it's, it's going to be okay. I just need to get some images for it now. I think it's all right. We're going to stick it out. No, I, I get it. I, you know, I used to build websites that way all the time. The the thing Bootstrap changed that a lot for me because you are Google really punishes you for not having a website that is completely mobile friendly on every device like tablets and yeah. and, and phones and, and Android and, and iOS and all that stuff. And it's just such a pain in the ass now with Bootstrap to make sure you get you get it looking right for desktop, and then you go check out the the. Uh, the yeah, I've I've had it, I, I've had it before where I've got I've got it to the point where I've got it on a mobile, and it's a bit like the menu's a bit fucked or something like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna test it, and if I can get it on my Android, someone's iPhone and desktop, I'll stick it out. And if it, do you know what? If it if it fucks up, I'll just do it the cheaty way. I'll just go and buy one. Yeah, it's just yeah. a little fun thing for me to do as well to stop me, you know. Yeah, but to me, it's just it was always so much fucking work uh, to build sites yeah, that way. When I started getting, you know, off the shelf stuff, it was like I, I resisted it at first. Like, ah, oh, that's that's for amateurs and that's for people taking the easy way out. I want to code my site my own. No, I you realized... can you can get some really from like even Wix and Squarespace and stuff and WordPress. You can get some nice nice looking stuff. And I I almost did it. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it myself, and I might change my mind again. So, if it if it starts to look very different all of a sudden once it's out, then that'll be what I've done. But I just like coding anyway. I like writing code. So, Bean says know. the teller's her savior. Oh. Well, isn't that nice, Kelly? Saving you from what? You know what? 
being uh, being able to come to Long Island and see Dave Battelle's um, natural habitat, and see and see, you know, like you have uh, Oasis down the street where they rehearse down the street. You see the the atmosphere, the environment that created Dave Battelle, and it might change your. It's like if you believe he's your savior, it's like going to Jerusalem. And yeah, walking, that's true. It's pilgrimage, through. right? Yeah, you should come to Long Island, go to go to Oceanside and Rockville Center, and see the David Tell, um, where he will end up eventually being crucified. Almost anyone that <clears throat> ends up around Napo at some point ends up buried in the beach, and it's just bones, bones under sand at some point. And then he just says it was nothing to do with me, or he buys a house with seven skeletons, and it's nothing to do with me. Yeah, you know, it's too many I've... connections. The web starting to close in. Right. I found a uh, pair of frog legs uh, down there uh, last night when I went going to just do some, some just some legs, just a leg. Yeah, the cat caught a frog and brought them to me, and then decided I'm just going to leave you the legs. I'm going to eat the top. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet if if it is a fresh frog, there's probably plenty of meat on the top. You know, I bet. And then yeah. no, but they, they, obviously it was like a not. It was a poison frog or something. I don't know if a poison frog, but it did not. Uh, the cat's digestive system did not go well with, and so we found thrown up frog all over the house. I just don't. Yeah, I'm not sure they even need to be poisoned. I get the sense that there's probably stuff in a frog that's not great for any digestive system. Yeah. <laughs> so, Especially uh, live, you know, yeah. maybe cooked. That's one thing, but when it's still alive and you're just eating the top torso as is, raw and chirping or whatever they do riveting uh it's probably going to make you throw up that's <laughs> crazy man i do i like cats i like I definitely like cats more than dogs but they're, they're crazy and they would definitely kill us if they were just a little bigger and they act like they're doing you a favor look i brought you a dead mouse face like thank you but i don't want a dead well mouse. they uh, so apparently they think that humans are really stupid slow cats but they don't they just think we're part of their family but they're, help, they're trying to feed you because you're dumb. Right. Like right. this dumb, it's slow idiot could never catch this. Well, in so my I'm case, gonna bring him a bird. they're kind of right. And I am dumb. But they are. I, they are. They are right. Well, we're, we're all slower than cats, right? So it's yeah. And they I are could, doing us a favor. I don't eat right. I don't eat right at all. So the, you know what? Maybe I should listen to the cat more. It's yeah. It's going. Why are you eating cheeseburgers at 64, 63? There's a frog. You got it's me. A good yeah. frog. You got me. You got me. I got to become a frog eater. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's a good place to end it up. Uh, enjoy your froggy Friday. Froggy Friday. Uh, I'll, enjoy, I'll enjoy mine. I am realized I'm late for something right now, so I've got to go and call some people. Oh, sorry. I but, kept uh, you. Sorry, no, I kept... it's fine. All right. Uh, thanks for being here. I'm going to end now. Okay. Goodbye, Thank USA. You. Bye. All right. Uh, time now to bring in my other guest, me. Hello. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna leave now. Uh, I'll I'll show myself out. Thanks for coming. It's been a great uh, Friday morning. Enjoy your issues with Andy's day. By the way, go on uh, Live 365. Download the app or go to MindDogTV.com. There's if you're on Android right now, there's a link to get the app there, and the link to the iOS, the Apple Store, will be up today. Or probably today, or at least over the weekend. And so go there, get the apps, and uh, make life easy on yourself. That's the show for today. Don't forget to turn on your radio. Bye for now.
listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 